us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you and bless your holy name for another beautiful session before you. Father, we want to appreciate you. Exactly one year ago that the pandemic started fully. Lord, here we are, we appreciate you. You can't us worthy to be in your presence today. You can't us worthy to be in this auditorium. We give you adoration. Father, take control in the mighty name of Jesus. As we go into your word this morning, Father, come and speak to us yourself in the mighty name of Jesus. Every pronouncement shall come from your throne in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Turn with me to Haggai 2. The book of Haggai, chapter 2. I will read from verse 1 to 9. Haggai chapter 2, from verse 1 to 9, I'm reading from New King James Version. In the seventh month, on the 21st of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shetiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Zadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, saying, Who is left among you? Who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now? In comparison with it, is this not in your eyes as nothing? Verse 4. Yet now be strong, said Rebel, saying the Lord, and I be strong, Joshua, son of Yosadek, the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, say the Lord, and walk, for I am with you, say the Lord of hosts. According to the word that I have covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear, for thus said the Lord of hosts, once more, it is a little while. I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and the dry land. And I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations, and I will lift and I will fill this temple with glory, said the Lord of hosts. Verse 8 The silver is mine, the gold is mine, said the Lord of hosts. Verse 9 and the last verse. The, the glory of the latter temple shall be greater than the former, said the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, said the Lord of hosts. Brethren, God has directed prophet Haggai to encourage Zerubbabel, Joshua, and the people of Israel to be what? To be strong and work because God is with them. God is with them and he has promised them that he will fill his house with glory. And that brings me to the topic of today, which I title, The Coming Glory of the Lord. The Coming Glory of the Lord. You see, when the reminder of a Jew returned from their captive, that is when they were in Babylonians, Babylonians, or when they were in Babylon, 
the way they view things after they return seem to be similar to what is going around now since December when the church started reopening. And what do I mean by this? When you look at their story, you will discover that King Cyrus himself, King Cyrus himself has released the Jew. He instructed them, he asked them, go back to your home country, to your homeland, and worship your God. The same way, the authority of this country also gradually give us permission to return for service in person. And that is what we are seeing today. Let me remind you, the children of Israel, they were in the captive of, they were in the captive house for so many years. And their story revealed that the assignment that God has given them is to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. That was the assignment that was given to them. And as we are gradually returning to the service, our assignment, my assignment, your assignment, is to encourage one another, is to teach one another, is to cheer up one another, so that every two, two weeks, the number given here for us, there will be no empty seat. We have nothing to fear. God is going to fill his house with the glory. Let's be expecting that coming glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, when Paul was talking to the Thessalonians, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. We need to build each other's, um, we need to build each other's confidence up. We need to build our faith up. We need to encourage people. We don't want to see MC sit here. We have been given that chance. We should not relax. Feel comfortable in our homes. Why? Because God has promised he's going to fill his house with the glory. And I pray you will be part of that glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We know that we cannot accommodate everybody here. But at the same time, we don't want to see empty seats. For those of you that are listening to me at home, God is everywhere. God is everywhere, but he's promised to fill his temple with his glory. And I pray that this glory will shine upon you in, in the mighty name of Jesus. Like I said, our assignment is to build each other's faith. We need to build our faith. We have nothing to fear. All we need to do is to listen to the rules, listen to the law, listen to the authority. Because nothing happened without God knowing. He is God that is going before us. Without him, we won't be back here to worship God. God is going before us. Before we were asked to come back here, he was here. In Deuteronomy 31.8, it says, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. 
So when you look back at this auditorium 20 months back, many of you will be amazed. You'll be thinking what is going on, what is happening. None of us dream that one day, brother, God bless you, put your mask on. One day, that church will be in this way. We know the incoming service after our service, how they are eagerly prepared to enter. But the event of past one year appeared to, initially it appeared something that is not going to be anything that within weeks it will be over. But suddenly the entire world was brought to their knees. Yeah, you can move to that seat. There's a seat here, brother. Come over here. So, there was emergency of various words. Word that has been spoken now. Social distancing, mask, coronavirus, has sanitizer, lockdown. This word were existing before. But suddenly this word came up. For the past one year, that's what we've been experiencing. So, many of us might be thinking, Worshipping here will never be in this way. But it has happened. Our service has taken different shape online combined with in-service. And when the in-service is here, why are we having empty seats? God is going to fill his house with his glory. And that coming glory, on that day, you will not be found missing in Jesus' name. You see, the situation of the past one year, many have been affected. Many people have lost their job. Many of our colleagues, they have left this country. They have gone back to their home country. Many of them, they are listening to me right now as I speak. But God is good. He's good. He makes things beautiful in his own time. Whatever that they have gone through, yes, that is how God wants it to be. One thing I want you to know, when there is life, there is hope. There are hope for people that have lost their, lost their business. There are hope for people that have lost their job. But those that have lost their life, the only hope is in Christ. Praise the Lord, brethren. So the Bible says in all things, we need to give thanks to God. We need to appreciate him. As human beings, we might be having some feelings. Why things are going this way? You remember the scripture I just read? God said it's going to shake everywhere. Everything shakeable shall be shaken. Tell me, if you have not been shaken. If you go to any mall, you go to any place, you always be watchful of what is coming around you. God has promised to shake everywhere. Only the church of God will remain. It cannot be shaken in the mighty name of Jesus. So let's move back to that scripture, verse 3. That is uh, Haggai 2, verse 3. Who is left among you? Who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now? In comparison with it, it is, is this not in your eyes as nothing? You see, when the Israelites returned, Ezra make us to understand that uh, the old men, when the foundation was laid of the temple, the old men, they were, they were crying. Why? Because they remember the temple of Solomon. They remember how the temple used to be. But the younger ones who have no opportunity of knowing what was going on, what do they do? They shout for joy. 
and the book of Ezra, it makes it clear that people cannot even differentiate between the cry of joy and the cry that the elders are crying. That is to show you how God is. So in this verse that I've just mentioned right now, there are three rhetorical questions, those questions which I'm also asking you. I don't need answer from you. Who is left among you? Who has not seen this temple in the former glory? Who has not seen the, how this temple used to be? How this church? How this auditorium used to be? How the compound used to be? Who among you have not seen that? That is the first question. The second question, how do you see it now? How do you see it now? And the third question, in comparison with it, is this not in your eyes as nothing? That was the question that Haggai was pushing to the leaders of Israel. So through this, through prophet Haggai, he drew the attention of everyone to the former temple. I'm also drawing your attention to how the service used to be here. God has promised he will fill his house with his glory. And that glory is coming very shortly. You see, the, 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 uh, the magnificent of, uh, temple of Solomon, he was not described in the Bible that he was described with special wood, golden sliver, talk or whatever it is. But God promised that the glory that is coming is much more higher than that. So, and as you know, just like the way you cannot make more money during the lockdown, the people of Israel that time also, when they were in uh, captive, they cannot make money. So when they were coming to build the temple, it's most likely there is not enough money to buy those precious things. Maybe that's one of the reasons why the elders were afraid, were, were crying. But God said he will fill his temple with his glory. Amen?
in his own way. Your heart desire God will do it for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't be, don't, don't worry. God is going to fill his temple with his glory. That is the reassurance of the covenant he has had with us before. All we need to do is to serve him faithfully. So when he's going to bless you, when he's going to listen and, and uh, answer your prayer, Remember, terms and condition applies. Be strong in him. Have that faith in him. So God will bless you. He will keep you. He will make his face shine upon you. Whatever you are going through now, God is going to fill his house with his glory. Let's move to verse 6. For thus said the Lord of hosts, once more, it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land. God promised to shake every shakeable thing. Even those that are not shakeable, God is ready to shake it. If you are thinking your mind is not shakeable, I think the, the, this virus has shaken you. That is the promise of God. He says he's going to shake everything shakeable in this world. The entire world has been shaking by this pandemic. But the church of God remains. Many businesses have closed down. I'm not rejoicing over them. I'm not rejoicing for those that their businesses have closed down. But the church of God remains. God is there. He's going to fill his house with his, with his glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Like I said, as individuals, we may have one problem or the other. But God is going to fill our temple with his glory. We are the temple of God. We are the temple of God. He's going to fill his temple with his glory. Amen, somebody. In the book of Isaiah 2, 19 to 20, because of our time, I will just paraphrase it. The earth is to be shaken. You can go there yourself. In Ezekiel 38, 19 to 20, the nation of Israel is to be shaken. Like we have just read in this Agai 2, 6. The heaven and the nation are to be shaken. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Read Hebrews 12, 26 to 29. You will see that there. But the church of God cannot be shaken. Can you imagine? We are back here. Let's give a clap offering to God. <laughs> Brethren, the rules. God promised to fill his temple with his glory. The rules have been, have been gradually um, reduced. Before we can't close this door. Before we cannot use this to end. Before also, 
All the windows, the AC, we cannot use it. But God has gradually returning his glory back to his temple. Allow him in your heart. You are the temple of God. Say, I am the temple of God. And he's going to fill his house with his glory. In the name of Jesus. So I'm reassuring you. That coming glory of the Lord is a promise. There will be glory after this. And after what? After all the shaking that we have seen, that we have witnessed. Haggai was telling the Israelite, the Lord said there will be glory after this. That was the word of God to the Jews in those days. That is the word of God for you right now, that the Lord will fill his temple with his glory. So like I said, gradually we are returning to church. Let's move to verse 7. And I will shake all nations. Again, it's confirming we shake all nations. And they shall come to the desire and they shall come to the desire of all nations. And I will fill this temple with his glory, said the Lord of hosts. I am the temple of the Lord. Clap for me. I just said I am the temple of the Lord. What about you? You are also the temple of the Lord. And he will fill your temple with his glory in Jesus' name. Be patient. For that miracle, for that glory, for that testimony that are coming. If God can move the heart of the Jews, if you read that story very well from all the books that recorded it, you will discover that many of them, they don't want to move. Just like today, some people don't want to even come back here. They don't want. But God is going to fill his temple with his glory in the name of Jesus. Not only that the king Cyrus that time moved the heart of the people, God also intervened and moved the heart of them and, and uh, he gave them the assignment to do. Your assignment is to encourage one another. Your assignment is to lift up the spirit, faith of everyone. So let's assume we are also rebuilding the temple. Where do you belong? Are you still in in, in, in Babylon, or you are back. Some Jew refused to, to leave Babylon. He has promised he's going ahead of us. Like I've explained before, when the Jews were returning, they were a mixture of uh, the young and the old. Those ones, they can remember what is there. Interestingly, we have this. Uh, we have visitors in our midst today. They might not be opportune to have the knowledge of what we are talking about. About not just this auditorium, about the company, the entire church company. Our God is alive. He's coming back. He's bringing that day back. You know, when we were studying the book of Ecclesiastes, somewhere it was written that uh, uh, they, they, they are thinking that the old days is better. Don't let us be like that. God is going to make everything better for us in Jesus' name. Because he has promised to fill this temple with his glory. So the church has a glorious future. The Lord himself will glorify the church. No matter be the situation, 
God's plans can never alter or it can never change by anyone. You cannot change it. You can't change it. He has promised to shake devil out of the church. He has promised to shake that devilish pandemic out of the whole world. Look at the speed that the vaccines came out. If you don't see the hand of God in it, I see the hand of God in it. People keep saying it will take 10 years, it will take this, the vaccine normally take longer period. I asked somebody when we were talking about it in the office. I said in the, in the olden days, when you post letter, how long does it take? He said it takes maybe three weeks, four weeks. I said now you write an email, it gets yes at the same time. That is the speed that our God is operating now. He's going to fill his house with his glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah, like I said, I just come across my reference here. Ecclesiastes 10, 7, 10. Say doubt, what is the cause that the former days were better than this? For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. Many reminiscence and call the former day better. Yet today there is more revelation, understanding, and insight into pleasing God. God is going to show that the new day will be better than the old days in Jesus' name. So let's move to verse 8. He said the silver is for him, the gold is for him. That's what the Lord has said. Everything belongs to God. Your life belongs to God. My life belongs to God. Whatever I end belongs to God. If God said that is the end, there is nothing you can do. Those that have left this country, Many of them, without plan, they will find themselves back here. Without plan, because the assignment has not finished. I think you can see from the, <laughs> you can see the testimony from the, from the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the altar. That is to show you that God is going to fill his temple with his glory. For those of you, you are listening to me outside the man. Don't relax. Know that God is going to work it out the way he planned it for you, not the way he planned it for me. If it is the plan of God for you to be back in this country, nothing can stop it. He has promised to fill his temple with his glory. You are the temple of God. He's going to fill you without his glory. And when we talk about the temple of uh, the glory of God, if I ask you a rhetoric question that I don't need answer from you, what is this glory of God? The presence of God is the glory of God. We all know when Moses was, when he wanted to take the commandment, when the glory of God descended down, he felt it all around him. When the children of Israel insist, they want to talk to God. Maybe the shadow of the glory has come down. You all knew what happened. God's glory is coming into your into you. You are the temple of the Lord. And he added something to you, verse 9. The glory of this later temple shall be greater than the former, say the Lord of hosts. That is the confirmation. For those of you that have left, the glory of the present shall be greater than the glory of the former, say the Lord of hosts. And for those of you that are here in Oman, that are here in this auditorium, the glory of the later temple shall be, glory, shall be greater than the former in the mighty name of Jesus. 
And in this place, he said, in this place, I will give you peace. Say the Lord of hosts. So God is going to give you peace. The peace is not limited to that peace which you are talking about. Let's look at... Uh, Okay, let's move on because of our time. Just read Romans 5.1. The peace is not limited to that peace which he gives to believers. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 Now the Lord of peace give the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. So the glory of the Lord fills Solomon's temple when he dedicated it to the Lord. We are not just dedicating this. But we are rejoicing because we are back. We are rejoicing because we are the temple of God and it's going to fill our heart with his glory. The glory that will be in this temple is the continual presence of the Lord. And what temple I'm talking about? You, you are the temple of God in the mighty name of Jesus. So be strong. No matter what the situation, be strong. God remains the same. Our assignment is to encourage one another and I believe that he's going to answer us in the mighty name of Jesus. We are not just here to look back. We are not here to waste the present. We are not here to complain. We are not here to be thinking, how is the church look like now? Look at the company. That hardly you can move freely between these two buildings there. But today you can be flying like this and go without touching anybody. That glory is coming back. We are here to join God in what he's doing because of his coming glory. You may live your life looking back. You can live your life looking for what is coming ahead. Seize every opportunity. God is giving you today. Whatever opportunity that God is giving you today, grab it, take hold of it. The past is gone and gone forever. We are in the present. We need to move on because the God is going to fill his house with his glory. However, we have to live in the present situation now and be expecting that glory that God has promised us. But make sure you don't get trapped in the past. Don't miss the opportunity of the promise of God. May God bless his word.